0: to the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Christine. And we do a podcast about movies, mostly. Right? Yeah, and that's what you're listening to right now. Indeed.
0: <laughs> Lots of
1: movies. Uh,
0: this is a catch-up, so it's just us going through a bunch of the movies we've watched since the last time we talked about a bunch of the movies we've watched. That is our definition. Uh, look it up in the dictionary. It's there. Christine, you yeah. got a lot of movies. I got a lot of movies. But this kind of starts up probably at the end, like around Christmas time. Was like the probably the last time we did mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I will skip over my you know ninety seventh rewatch of the Muppets Christmas Carol and A Muppet Family Christmas. I'm sure you did those as well
1: for the holidays. I did. I didn't. <gasps> Gasp! But my first movie of the year because I track on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. and you have you see it every time you look at your stats, like. And I've picked some really unfortunate first movies of the year. <laughs> so this year I would no. I'm gonna have to look at this all year. We're going big. So my first movie of 2024 was Muppets Take Manhattan.
0: <laughs> no. I, oh, you're doing it right. You're doing it so oh. right.
1: And it makes me happy every time I see it's, the cover. I'm like, oh. That is oh, a that's that a smart movie. thing. I
0: I know a lot of people have different um like ways of doing that first movie of the year. That some people like to like. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna watch. Like the best movie of last year, or mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. movie that I've heard great things about that I should do. I like that idea of, no, 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 because what I usually end up doing, inevitably, it ends up being like some shitty lifetime thriller. I yeah. don't know what it was this year. I'd have to, I don't know how quickly I can figure that out. But I like that idea of, like, I used to do that on my birthday. I would just rewatch, like, mm-hmm. today I'm going to turn on Dot of the Dead, or Maximum Overdrive, or some movie that I love that I just want there when I want to feel that way um but i uh i don't know what mine was you're you're smart that way how would i even know when added newest first their way to break up your oh i don't know it was probably um, those are all christmas movies so they would have been late okay it might have been and i'll dive into this one because i think you might have watched this by now Ooh. uh i have a I'm a big, you know, things that are going to be nominated for Oscars or are nominated for Oscars. I, I like to try to watch so that I can be justified in having very strong opinions come <laughs> ceremony time. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, this one actually was not nominated for Oscars, but um, had a lot of talk about it, and it was one that you kind of like couldn't not watch because it felt like everybody was talking about it. So I wanted to watch it quickly, and that was Saltburn.
1: I still have not watched. You it.
0: haven't? Okay.
1: I I really really need to. Sure. Do I? Oh no! It's fine. It's fun. I think
0: it. No, it's just impossible to come at this movie because it's even me not being somebody that is like on TikTok or really like immersed in any social media discourse of anything. I still Mm -hmm. like somehow can't avoid hearing people who's who I don't know. Like it's one thing if like my friends are talking about saltburn. Okay, yeah, then let's talk about it. But it's like somehow. This movie is everywhere And I It's fine I I, But I don't want to I still want you to watch it Without any Anything And I think the farther You get away From the conversation Around it Then the more like Fresh you can go in It's perfectly fine It's very enjoyable I had a good time There are things in this movie That are very good It looks great Um uh, Rosamund Pike Is hilarious There are some Very funny moments There I did chuckle Everybody looks very pretty Um I just don't know that this merits like the, you know, stop everything. This is the movie of the year conversations that came about it.
1: Can I ask you a question about it?
0: You certainly can. Doesn't Would mean I'll you? answer it. But.
1: Well, it's very broad. I don't, mm-hmm. I, okay. so I don't know anything about it still, which is somehow remarkable. Hi. I have no idea Hi. what Hi. this MCU. movie is about. Yeah. I, I have never read a synopsis. I've never seen a trailer. I've seen some stills, hmm. but that's it. So something that happened a couple weeks ago I think was a a few of like the bootleg t-shirt companies that I follow yep all released designs for it and I was like is this like a like a genre movie or like a cult movie I used I just did air quotes you couldn't see me though uh, like a cult movie like I didn't understand why there was this sudden outpouring of of These types of shirts and designs for this style of movie I didn't get it So now I feel like I don't know what it is
0: I So without saying again Because I I don't want to The problem even me having tried to stay away from it Like I still went in knowing enough to know that I knew too much about it So I don't want to say anything that will do that to you Because I do think it's a perfectly fine movie And I think Mm -hmm. there's aspects of the filmmaking here that's great Um it is, whether it was intentional or not, it's a very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It is a movie that feels very much like it is directly speaking, I think, to a certain segment of the population that likes mm-hmm. to grip onto things in movies. Okay. So there's a lot of, whether it's like images or particular scenes that you know are kind of meant to to elicit gasps in the audience and you know it's the kind of movie where if you saw it in a theater half the audience would be laughing half the audience would be disgusted half the audience would be walking out half would be rolling their eyes i know that was more than half so turn a half (laughs) into a quarter um but it's very like and i think this is something was true in promising young woman too that emerald Fennell, like she's i think about our age um she grew up very wealthy very educated she's an actress. I think she's very cool mm-hmm. and uh, understand is has a really good ear to know what people what is going to appeal, like how to kind of tickle a viewer in a certain way. Um, like promising young woman. A lot of the music choices. A lot of the costume choices. Like there's things about it visually that feel very like. Just that this is somebody who I think generationally and culturally has a really good ear for what is going to be memorable. Not necessarily what's going to be great, but what is going to connect with an audience, which I respect. I think Mm -hmm. I see, I see those wheels spinning, so I don't connect to it that much. And I felt the same way in Promising Young Woman. Um, but like I can't deny that she is. Trying to think of a, who she kind of there, there's there's somebody she reminds me of, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But just a a, dra- a filmmaker who who knows how to get people talking about her movies, and that's that's a great thing. Um, I, I don't necessarily need to talk about them because everybody else has already talked about them.
1: Huh. So to me, it sounds. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. A bit calculated. I think so. Yes. Mm, yes. I'm I'd not. Say super jazzed about that Mm -hmm. but like I'm still I'm still into it yeah why not give it a go give it a go yes yes
0: (laughs) Uh, I I have a few more oscary ones did you watch anything in prep for the season
1: I don't think I've seen anything so I think you should just go for it Okay,
0: so I have, let's see, uh, an international Best Picture nominee. Actually, I have two of those on here. Look at me, I'm so fancy. And one of them, it also has a makeup nomination, I believe, and this is Society of the Snow, which is on Netflix. It is, the easiest way of saying it is it is the, um, another telling of Alive, if you saw Alive back in the 90s.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this... Is it a period movie? No, yeah, it is.
0: It is a... I believe it is... I don't know what... I think it's Spain's entry. Yeah,
1: okay. I do... You said the name, and I was like, how are there so many movies I've never heard of? But I do know what this is.
0: <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's Alive. And I have... So I grew... My brother's favorite movie growing up was... He too. It was this, Alive, and What About Bob? So I watched both of those <laughs> movies a lot. Like, I Alive is very much in my bones, I think, about. Like, the joke, my mother used to say it no matter mm-hmm. what. Anytime I went on... She or I went on a plane she would always either say to me or slip it in my bag, some chocolate <laughs> because in alive, they eat chocolate and red wine and then they mm-hmm. run out of it. Uh, so like, that's how much in the bone in my bones alive is. And this is, you know, the the same story. It is the, and it's an incredible story an absolutely incredible true story of a plane crash and being stuck in the Andes mountains for, I think it's like about three months in total. Um, it's, this is a good telling of it, um it took me a little bit to get into i think this uh this is true of a lot of movies like this of movies there's i think there there is a reason why on i know survivor for example the tv show had had said like early on in its run people asked are you ever going to do like a wintry like a somewhere instead of like you're always on a tropical island would you ever do survivor in winter in the snow somewhere and they said well no because People can't wear bikinis. And it's also really hard to tell people apart at that point. And that was a little bit of my problem with this movie was just all of these young men. Um, they all kind of look the same to me because they are all just young men of the same age and they're covered in snow and parkas. And I could not remember who was who mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that gets better as it goes, just because you start to pick out who's who a little more and. Um, so I mean it didn't fully hit me maybe the way it could have but I also did watch it in three sittings because it's very long and I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Uh but it's good. It's it's very well told. It um it does some things very nice. I think it is very respectful and I I I'm guessing this was very much done in um uh with the survivors and very respectful of their stories and you know it it's a good t- if you like these kinds of stories then it's definitely worth a watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I tend to get very disturbed by that kind of story. So I don't usually. Yeah, it's, it out.
0: I mean, and this was like, if you did you ever see Alive?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've, do, I've yeah. seen it a couple of times. It's great. It's a great story. It's just and I've always thought that like, I love the story and the characters mm-hmm. and the mechanics. But I don't, I don't like what the, the, what it does, because yeah. I, that, I know that it's real life. But like, for me, that's, I don't eat animals. So like eating people is like, really breaks my brain.
0: But see, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I do eat animals and I feel bad about it. I feel like I would feel less bad about eating people if I had to.
1: I, but that's I, I <laughs> I, re- I feel like it's, like, this molecular thing for me at this point. Like, just the idea of mm-hmm. flesh is just so foreign and, and scary. And then to have it be, like, one for one flesh on my bones, I'm like, oh, God, no, I can't handle that. It's <laughs> well, terrifying.
0: The, it, it is. And this movie handles it very well. And I think Alive did, too. Because in, in yeah. the reality of it was... It was a an incredibly difficult decision for the survivors to make. They, they nobody wanted to do that, and some actively refused and were were dying, and were a lot of them eventually like really um, gave in very reluctantly. Uh, and it the movie does not lore like and alive didn't either. Like they were both I think very cautious about how to show that because these men are still alive, and it wasn't all the, oh, yeah, the survivors yeah. were men. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: don't ever think that like the point of those movies is to be like pro cannibalism. Like, right. right. It's obviously like a testament to the enduring human spirit and yes, stuff like very that. Much, very much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on on that note, another movie about the uh, enduring human spirit, I kid. <laughs> so I I did something I haven't done in a long time. I went to a movie theater by myself to watch a movie. Whoa. Yeah. What did you see? I went there's a cute little independent Film house near me called the Jacob Burns Film Center, and there was a I had like a random free day where I'm like, you know what, this here's a director who I love, who doesn't make movies often, who has a movie in theaters, and it seems like one of those movies that you should go and immerse yourself in because it's heavy matter. And I, I also, I know it's going to have a great score and I kind of want to experience that score in in w- with the correct way. So I took like, you know, a nice lazy Sunday afternoon and I went to see Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest.
1: Oh, okay. And I mean, I, l- <laughs> I'm about to say
0: I loved it and realized how awful that makes me sound as a human being. Because uh, this is, for those who don't know, this is a story of the uh, Nazi uh, men in power, or the or Rudolf Haas, I guess, uh, and his family who live just outside of Auschwitz. And it is their story, and yet right behind them are clouds of smoke coming from Auschwitz. Uh, and, I mean, I love Under the Skin, I love Birth, mm-hmm. I still have not seen Sexy Beast, which I know is crazy, but I just... Oh, so good! Yeah, I'm sure it is, I just have not, like, I'm, like, saving it It's, like, one of those things I do sometimes when I don't want to have, like, consumed all of an artist I love's work Like, I always want there to be something for me to still watch um, But this is, I think, and it's on par with the other two, certainly It's, it's, it's a very, I think it's one of those things where, like, only he could make this movie uh, I read the book it was based on, and, because I knew it was very different And it's really interesting, How he adapted it um, Which is to say he does not Adapt adapt the story at all It is very much just the idea Of um, the family Living on the other side of Auschwitz And what that Felt like and Smelled like and, Mm -hmm. and How you could get used to it And never think about it until A stranger comes in Or a relative comes in and says And without saying it makes you realize what you're living amongst and supporting but then you you making the choice of maybe you're okay with that and um it's it's horrific without ever being bombastic uh the sound is it it, i i laughed on oscar announcement morning because i was watching the nominations like i had them on mute but i was watching them and i see like best sound design or best sound best sound i think is what they call it now because they combine the categories and it's like the things that come up are all like mission not mission impossible yeah mission impossible like usually it's those kinds of movies and then i see the zone of interest and i'm just thinking in my head how on oscar night how they sometimes do like montages of the sound nominees and like Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a plane flying and you're gonna have a monster and you're gonna have an action scene and then you're gonna have screams from you know a, a gas chamber Like it's very That without punching you About it because the whole idea is that You are w- Watching this family and growing comfortable With it um, And it's it's horrific it's something I'd love To watch again um, I I highly recommend it but I also say That with a lot of weight because it is a very Complicated Way of telling this And I think there's always the thing that comes up every couple of years of like, oh, we don't need another Holocaust movie. We don't need another World War II movie. And you can say that if they're not doing anything different and this Mm -hmm. is doing something very different and giving another way of remembering um, how horrific this is uh, and how it is not confined to 1940. That this is – there are – this is very much something that we need to remember. is Is always how it feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I recommend that um, I have I have three more of the Oscaries ones. These ones are ones that have multiple nominees. Uh, Alexander Payne's The Holdovers.
1: Are you an Alexander Payne fan? Where do you fall uh, I, on this? I'm. I I know this name. Election. Uh, Sideways. Oh, the Descendants. Not really. I mean. I like election. I love election.
0: But, I yeah.
1: Oh, this is the Paul Giamatti movie. Paul Giamatti. I think, yeah. I think the the place where I'm currently at is I don't actually know the names for anything, <laughs> but I I know like either the basic plot, who's in them, or the okay. poster. <laughs> so I will
0: describe everything from here on out that way.
1: No, that's okay. But but yeah, fully. I know fully what this is. I I have been curious about it. It's on my. Q because the plot is interesting. I believe it is on Peacock, I think. Yeah, yeah, we have, we actually still have Peacock. Yeah. So, so I knew I was planning to watch it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good.
0: I think it's very, I would say it's very good. I don't think it's great. I think the performances mm-hmm. are, are great. I think all three of the main characters are done well. Paul Giamatti is, is very good at this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, I always like Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and he's,
0: this is a very, like, this is the role you want to see Paul Giamatti in as somebody that's kind of, uh, like, sad sack, but also kind of a jerk, like, in a lot of ways. And he's he's just, he's great at that. And he's somebody you watch and you just like that it's nice to believe he's a human. Um, so he's very good. The kid, Dominic Sess is great. And Davon Joy Randolph will rip your heart out. She's fantastic. Uh, this is good. It's funny. I chuckled a lot. Um, it's... You know, I again best movie of the year. No, but it's it's very good and it will I think it, it's it's a it's a recommend. It's it's a perfectly good movie, I would say. Yeah. Uh the next one is the uh two Oscar nominations, the uh this is the Annette Benning
1: swimming movie? Does that help? Okay. Yeah, it does. Thank <laughs> you. Now, do you know
0: the name of it? I'm going to make this into a game. Okay, it is NIAD.
1: Oh, oh, oh I would have never gotten there so I could
0: really you know happy. maybe I could have I could have gotten in there <laughs> uh so Annette Benning and Jodie Foster both nominated and this was the one that when I like saw the nominees because I always especially want to watch like all the best actress nominees I'm like and I texted my friend I'm like damn it now we have to watch Nyad and
1: then I watched Nyad and I'm like man NIAD's really great I really enjoyed it I think you might too yeah um look hear me out I don't I don't think I knew that this was based on like a real thing I I don't know how I didn't know that looking at the way it's been marketed (laughs) but um I
0: think there's some apparently there's a lot behind it of like her as a swimmer people a lot of people have said like oh her records weren't clean like she might not have actually done this thing um but even like the gist of it Happened and she was a real I think she's still alive Is a real person and is a lesbian Which is interesting and I think the movie plays not plays with that But like gives us that And gives us gay Jodie Foster As gay in a way that's really Great and fun to Jodie Foster in this movie is so Fun to watch Because it just feels like she is having a good Time acting and Mm -hmm. it's I was I was really Shocked by how much I enjoyed it
1: I love Jodie Foster, and that's kind of the only reason I even knew it existed, because mm-hmm. I was looking at her IMDb because um, of Night Country. Yep. And I was like, "What else is she doing?" And I saw this, and I was like, "It's a Netflix thing, though." So, like, I right? It's a yes, Netflix. Yes, it is Netflix. Yeah, me and Netflix we're not really on speaking no, terms, so I think that's why I didn't know much about it. Yeah, I would it's nice to know that it's it, that you enjoyed it because I like this. Is is would you classify this as like a sports movie? Completely. 100 okay. you know you know I don't like sports but love sports
0: <laughs> this is such a sports movie because it is her so you know it's her in her 60s decides you know she had tried to do it when she was young swimming from Cuba to Florida or vice versa and uh you know she's <laughs> She's gonna do it, by golly! And she needs a team around her, and so she needs her coach, and she needs the boatsman, and she needs the medic, and wow. like everybody is so there. And it's the movie that does the thing that, like, at the end of the movie, they show you the real people, and you're like, yep. yeah. Um, this movie, it's it's it it knows what it's doing, and you and I know that, like, yeah, there's a formula. Yeah, I know, she, like, how it's gonna go. But, like, but that could feel really good, and oh, you're sure. doing that with two. With, with two great actresses who are in their sixties, I guess, um, playing women in their sixties who look like women in their sixties, and it's it's fun. Their friendship is so great. Uh, I don't know. This this is really refreshing as a movie.
1: All right, adding it to the queue.
0: All right, now the last one in on my Oscar list. Uh, okay, this is the one where Bradley Cooper plays uh, a oh, famous. Do you I know, know it? it? Yeah, I know this. One. What's the title? I don't know. Yeah, damn it! This is, <laughs> what might you call somebody who conducts?
1: The conductor.
0: Uh, another word for conductor. <laughs> I
1: don't know.
0: This is maestro.
1: Oh, maestro! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also oh, nominated boy. for a bunch of stuff. I think also because I'm not on Twitter anymore i have no idea what's going on (laughs) uh this
0: this is the villain of oscar season oddly enough
1: like yeah so so i know this can i tell you why i know it of course when the trailer came out people were um super upset that he chose to use a prosthetic Mm -hmm. that made him not really look like the, the guy in real life anymore um and he just wanted to do a prosthetic. And also Bradley Cooper directed this, right? Oh, yes. And co-wrote it. Oh, co-wrote it, too. I don't know that I knew that. So, like, all that stuff made me kind of go, like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> it is
0: definitely the epitome of a movie that is made knowing it's going to get Oscars. Or Oscar nominations, Ugh. at the very least. Exhausting. It It is. It, at the same time, it's it is it's okay um it's okay to good i guess like i'm watching this movie like with that exact feeling of like oh here are your oscar like here you go bradley maybe Mm -hmm. this is the one that gets it for you and i know i'm not the only one that feels that way because the general consensus is he is not winning anything for this movie and part of it is everybody knows how much he wants it and they're turned off by that Mm
1: -hmm. uh and this is a movie that? that
0: very much like feels so much of that uh but I'm I'm saying that, and I have to concede, it's it's a good movie. Um, he's good. Carrie Mulligan's always great. She's great in this. Oh, I kind sure. of hate yeah. her, and like I can't. And I know again, I'm not the first one to say this. Her character is really a. I would not want to be friends with this woman because I don't want to hear her talk. Uh, and this isn't like a oh I hate her voice type thing. Like no no no. Like this is. This is the era of these fast-talking women, and it's just kind of exhausting to actually watch and think. I don't your your witty repartee is not fun to me, uh, but she's good at it. Like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. for these roles and for these parts. Um, the the music stuff is very good. I I like this music, so I enjoy that aspect of the storytelling. Um, it this it does have. I didn't because I didn't know enough about it going in, so. It does go into, like, cancer hospice stuff, which I wasn't necessarily, like, oh, great, mm-hmm. this is how I want to start my morning. Yeah. Um, but even all that aside, like, it's it's a good movie. If you have any interest whatsoever in the subject matter, then definitely watch it. Uh, if you're an Oscar completist, then yes, watch it. Because I think you'll walk away saying, it's fine. It deserves some of these nominations. I don't know that Carrie Mulligan deserved actress, just considering some of the women that weren't nominated. Um, but
1: it's, it's fine. That's that's how a lot of my Oscar ends with it's 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 fine. Yeah. That's kind of why I don't bother for the most part anymore because I usually just end up on like a eh.
0: What I find one of the reasons I try to watch a lot beforehand (laughs) is that a lot of movies, especially the dramas. It, it, what ends up happening is if I don't watch them before the Oscars, and I'm watching them so that I can have some stake in the race and know how I feel about what's being nominated.
1: Makes total sense.
0: And But then Oscars happen, and then I, you know, if I don't, let's say, past lives, which I've heard great things about, if I don't watch past lives before the Oscars happen, I guarantee I'll completely forget about the movie for the rest of my life. Um and I'm sure it's great. Like that happened last year with Fablemans. I got I got lucky and unlucky because I had been trying to get watch everything I could before the Oscars, and then I still had Netflix discs. Remember those? And my Fablemans <laughs> Netflix disc came the Monday after the Oscars, and I was like, oh, do I even have to watch this now? And I did, and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a really great movie. Yeah, I sh- I'm glad I watched this.
1: No, I I totally I do totally get that, and and I think if I were interested or had any like horse in a race mm-hmm. I would be the same like if I don't watch it now then it's not going to be something that's yeah. at the front of my mind so I totally get it and I did at one point actually try and it did change the way the Oscars watched sure. for me but then I stopped caring about watching them and it was like okay well then uh, there's no reason yeah
0: well and then as soon as you get invested then you get your heart broken so there's that too like the fact that May December only has one nomination like that hurts me but uh, yeah you know all right so i have other other stuff outside of the oscars so let me hear some of what you've got
1: all right so uh, i'm trying to figure out where to start i have some weird ones on here they don't really follow any type of (laughs) trends so i watched a movie from 2007 a lot of these are older because i have not been super jazzed about new releases Mm -hmm. and that's for a myriad reasons it's just i'm not i don't know that modern 2020s movies are for me sure. uh they don't i don't like the way they look a lot of the times mm-hmm. uh there there was also the strike and like so there's there's just not a lot out there so i went in the way back machine to 2007. um i watched a movie and i think i'm saying this name right i know i do this a lot Greg Araki directed yes smiley face I don't think I talked about this on this podcast yet. You
0: you mentioned that you've been watching some Gregorakis stuff. You didn't give specifics, so tell so, me. I have never seen this. Tell me about it.
1: So I had never seen it either, and it is a essentially a stoner comedy starring Anna Faris. Okay. Interesting. I not really my thing, at face value, but this was just so charming. Ah. in a in a reverent i know i'm such a, such a nerd Put <laughs> on
0: your film critic nose, nose and glasses Your film critic prosthesis
1: yeah my film critic like groucho Marx <laughs> glasses and fake nose um i i loved it and ah. i need to wa- i need to watch it again it it was like life changing wow. it was it was joyful and simple and smart and absurdist and just really refreshing oh how wonderful Super high recommend. Nice. Um, you want another one? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, uh, Village of the Damned from
0: 1995.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, the Christopher Reeve, the Kirstie Alley one. Okay.
0: Tell me, this is John Carpenter. This is the movie that kind of... Uh- I wouldn't say ended John Carpenter's it ended his funding for a while I think he was supposed to make something right after this that was going to be a big budget and Mm -hmm. the studio was like nope nope we saw that movie we're not doing it uh what was your impression of this movie
1: I ended up rating it two and a half out of five um it was fine I think it had a lot of stuff that worked which I was I was surprised by how much of it worked the setup worked the town worked mm. the characters worked their interactions worked i like creepy small weird towns you know Me too. yeah um but then it was like all of a sudden it didn't make sense mm-hmm. like there were connective tissue that that never connected and and it ended up feeling kind of like hollow and half done okay but but i had to give it like that kind of averagey score because it, there were things that were working. You know? Hmm. <laughs> you know, it wasn't total, like, dreck. I wasn't like, this is garbage. I was more disappointed, I think. Because I,
0: I think I watched it, I remember trying to situate myself for where I was. Because I know the last time I watched it, I was at a gym. But I'm trying to figure out, like, at what point would I have been able to watch it, either on TV or on my phone at a gym? Like, so I think I'm going back, like, 15 years. And I remember thinking, this is... And it this is atrocious, but I I have not gone back and with brighter eyes, given it a rewatch. So maybe at some point in life, I will. I,
1: if, if you're not chomping at the bit to do it, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. that it's worth it. But like, I was surprised by how much I didn't dislike it, which is, which is fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. On the evil children-
1: Oh you got one?
0: I do uh, On, I think I watched this on Amazon I think it's one of those MGM Plus on Amazon which I'm not I, MG, No MGM Plus is not going to be a thing uh, But this is I pulled it up because I like Any th- movie that's about killer kids And then I was pleasantly surprised to see It was directed by Roxanne Benjamin Who's somebody I, I like And I want to see her continue in her mm-hmm,
1: career mm-hmm.
0: This is There's Something Wrong with the Children
1: Hmm I'm heading over to the IMDB machine. Uh, take a
0: look. It's uh Matthew Sarensen Seren- from that's not his name. That's I don't know the actor's name, but it's the kid from Friday Night Lights who's in a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff.
1: Yep. I uh, I know this um this cover. Yes. I, I've skipped past it a couple times. What say you, my friend? It so it's a good setup.
0: It's these two couples who are going go like out to the woods together. One of them one of the couples says kids, the other one doesn't. And kids were acting weird but only to one guy. And the first like 45 minutes I was really into it. I was so ex- I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, I like what this is doing. It's it's saying a lot of things. It's exploring different things. I haven't quite seen this relationship in a movie before. I haven't seen this." And then you figure out what the evil is, what the monster is, what's going on, and it just it wasn't bad. It just to me just went in such a different turn from where it was going uh,
1: that it felt okay. like a different
0: movie. And I was like, all of the, the stuff you built up about paranoia and, you know, about kids and this fear of kids and maybe you don't want to have kids or maybe it's because you're afraid of yourself and you're afraid of what you're going to pass on to them. All of that was so rich. And then it's just kind of a monster chase movie. That was fine, but it just didn't go together for me. So I was, I was disappointed because I thought there was more that i could have gotten out of this um Mm -hmm. but i I, so i didn't really understand the choice in that basic storytelling so it's not it's not a um a total loss but it's hard to like really recommend because i i I don't know maybe others will be like like where it goes it just was such a uh, sharp turn for me Mm -hmm. that it didn't it didn't work overall
1: i get that yeah i it looks like it has a 5 out of 10 on imdb which. Uh, with a female director, that not to put too fine a point on it, right. that can often mean that like it, nine point nine.
0: Anyone else? Yeah,
1: I'll actually like. Yes, there's a, a lot of my favorite movies are, are 4.8 mm-hmm. on IMDb. Um, but hearing that, it makes me think, oh, maybe that's well, a little justified. It's,
0: it's tough because it's like
1: there's a,
0: it's well made. For- Film the acting is good It looks good the, Even the monster design that you eventually see is cool
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's just it's like the plot I just didn't like it was like actual Screenplay decisions That just did not work for me So yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. uh, You have one that Worked or didn't work for you
1: Um, I had one that worked quite well for Ooh. me I uh, was complaining about newer Movies but uh, here's a 2023 2023- one that I enjoyed it is Eileen the uh oh, Anne Hathaway I'm
0: jealous I haven't watched this is it, it's not streaming yet anywhere for free is it I think
1: we rented yeah. I this is now going back to early January so my memory doesn't oh January 6th so I celebrated the anniversary of the insurrection <laughs> um it, it was amazing it was oh, really wait. really um like exploitative but like in the best way it was absurd and heightened and and just Anne Hathaway was just ridiculous uh, and It was great
0: I, I can't <laughs> wait I love the book I love that writer and I know she co-wrote the screenplay and I know the the movie apparently takes some big turns from this from the book which I, I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see so that all of that is very exciting for me I, I look yeah, forward to watching I, it
1: I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it you I might not be will. like you watch a lot of um you know, Lifetime stuff. Do so I? I don't, I don't think you're going to be phased by it. <laughs> because, like, I don't usually watch stuff that's that, and I mean this with love, trashy. Mm, so yeah. I was like delighted by it, and it was very novel to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the world we could show you if you just listened to me, James and Barb.
1: I know, I know. It's Honestly, usually it's just a little bit of quality issue on some of those for me. <laughs> okay, well, on
0: that note, uh, this was not <laughs> Lifetime, but it was to be in... To Be Originals, Christine Makepeace. Have you watched To Be Originals?
1: I haven't, but I know that they exist.
0: They exist, and they're kind of wonderful because they're the ones I have seen have been either like almost asylum horror movies or. Um, Lifetime movies but not because They're Tubi. they can also be a like they can Curse a little more they can Mm -hmm. show more Uh, This just felt exactly like A lifetime movie I I was shocked that it was not A lifetime movie this was a recommend From our dear friends James and and Angela Uh, This is killer Coworker
1: oh boy That title really tells you Something well
0: and where do you like if if I told you I watched a movie called killer Coworker where do you think it would be set
1: I think my first instinct was office, but I would hope it would be more like a retail thing. Mm, I agree that that was my biggest
0: letdown Ooh, of this movie. Office.
1: Right like you want that
0: instead this is actually at a uh, health and wellness spa.
1: Oh. Right like it just I mean... feels like
0: if you're going to do that that have a different title, I think.
1: I just, I thought
0: it would, oh, all right, that's fine. Yeah, but It is, yeah. Uh, this is so terrible. It's hilarious. Um, it's a woman is brought in, like a, you know, MBA business woman is brought in to help get this spa up to par. And everybody is so hostile to everybody. And um, nobody actually goes to the spa. Like like the entire movie, there's one customer <laughs> for most oh. of it. And it's just, and, and then like your main, your lead is just making the worst decision she could possibly make. And uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So Killer Coworker, high recommend. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. To be original, Killer be original. Coworker. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think I'm ever going to watch that. She probably Mexico. will <laughs> not. I know. But I did watch other movies you recommended. Oh, fun. Like what? Do you want okay. to Okay. So, uh, yes,
0: I have a pair of them Ooh, that okay. you spoke highly of, both of them. They, one was, no, one was Amazon. One was Hulu. Um, and they are totally very different, I would say, but they are both wonderful. So one of them was Carter Smith's The
1: Passenger. <gasps> I watched a Carter Smith movie. That was the next movie I was gonna mention. Are you <gasps> in my head?
0: Maybe
1: uh, that's so cool. So the pa- Zach told me the passenger was probably his favorite movie of last year. Wow! It's isn't isn't that something? It that's has really movie. sat with me.
0: I I liked right? it when I watched it. I was into it. I was surprised by it. I was moved by it. And it's been a week, and I keep going back to it in my head and thinking it through and and thinking more of what he both him and the screenwriter um what was being done there Mm -hmm. is something I have not really seen in a movie of just how it's kind of challenging you as to uh who are you rooting for like who do you believe who do you is this guy uh, a psychopath or is he actually kind of an angel like And, and the fact that the ultimate story is about this young man's guilt over this thing that he did, the way it is, it handles that and engages with that and is like very kind to that. I was, I loved it.
1: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So have you seen Swallowed yet? Not yet. Not yet. But it's actually, let me find out where that one is. It, it, it's not the same dynamic, but to me, there are echoes of mm. what's happening in Passengers happening in Swallowed. Nice. And and I think I think you would probably like it. I'm sure I, I would. I for me, I actually like Swallowed more than I like this. But um, Kyle Gallner is just he's so good. My God, this, a real powerhouse. There's a part of me that's
0: mad that he doesn't have a bigger career, but there's also a part of me that is glad because it means he does a lot of genre movies. Yep. And he he. You know, it's it's kind of like, in its own way, I think of a lot of female actors who will say, well, ultimately horror is where I get to actually be the lead and get to do more interesting parts and, and have more dynamic things to do.
1: Mm-hmm. In a way, it's
0: kind of like Kyle Gallner has kind of found that, where he's he is so different in this movie. And I know people say like, oh, he plays a good dirtbag. I think this is the first time I've seen him kind of in that side, because usually he's like sweet puppy dog eyed kyle gulner but no matter what he does he's really good (laughs) and and a really good scene partner too which is something Mm -hmm. i don't think he gets enough credit for he
1: he's he's really quite phenomenal and i think what's cool is he seems to really enjoy these kind of roles in movies and that's that's fun for me as a person who likes watching it so it's fun to have somebody who's clearly really into it and stuff uh I, I want to rewatch that movie yeah, so It was really phenomenal It
0: is, yes
1: um, The
0: other one, wait, you said you watched another Carter Smith movie, what was it? I
1: watched a Carter Smith, and I think If memory serves, this was one of those um, Hulu uh, Into the Dark Yeah, ones. that's what that was called It was. Uh, it's Midnight Kiss Okay. It's directed by Carter Smith So basically, I think it's the New Year's one Yeah, it's the Wouldn't New make Year's sense. one And it takes place in Palm Springs Oh. Which, was, which I thought was, like, fun, and I love Carter, so I wanted to, like, watch mm-hmm. it. And I know that those Into the Darks, and that's why I've never really followed through on them. I know they have varying degrees of quality. Sure. Um, this was good, not great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really went far enough in any direction. But then when you kind of step back and look at what it was made to be, maybe that's all it needed to do. You right, know? right. Yeah, the always- stakes are lower. Yeah, it's only 89 minutes. So then what's the what's the uh inverse of that? Oh, that it's stuffed and over like full and too much and doesn't mm-hmm. eh. So I guess maybe it was fine, but I was expecting something a lot mm. more affecting, I think.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched any great into the darks. I've watched some mm-hmm. that I thought were good and I've I've kind of only watched the ones that I have been seen described as being the good ones. Yeah. So I haven't seen any duds, but that's because I really haven't watched the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the other movie that you recommended uh, on Hulu, I just laughed just thinking about it because it was so cute. House. ah, Wasn't <laughs> it, it was, ridiculous? It was so ridiculous in the best way. Uh, I, 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 We like puppets, you and I. Like mm-hmm. a, a puppet's going to get me a lot um a you know an animal doing things it shouldn't be able to do is gonna always entertain me and this sloth was just the best she was so great her and her little bikini her Mm -hmm. drinking beer her sunbathing her taking selfies and
1: hashtagging them it it was it hit the perfect tone for what it was trying to do and it really like with such an absurd like concept, it really could have fallen apart in like a a bad way, but this this did it. It it knew what it was doing. It stuck with it and
0: it had heart too. Like it it actively gave its characters (laughs) a growth trajectory and ended on a note that was very like, oh we learned something here. I just I loved it. It was such a good time. It
1: made a lot of good choices. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes it did.
1: I have a weird one. I want to hear weird. Okay. I do not know why I watched this movie. Oh, that's not true. Because I decided to to try to bump Val Kilmer up my list this okay. year. Okay. Um, so this is from 2011. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Francis Ford Coppola.
0: This is, is, I know this. This is the, um, uh, well, Fanning is in this.
1: Yes. It, it's Twix. Twix. That's it. It's got, I think it's got a slightly different name too um so my review of this movie is um this might be a masterpiece i'm gonna watch it again in a year and i'll let you know so as i thought about it i think it might be a masterpiece
0: is there this is one that i think got like edited like crazy right or was it coppola wanted was going to make it like three hours and then um studio backed out of financing so he kind of financed it himself so he could make the movie he wanted it was there's some weird stuff behind it and i don't know if the version that's out there is the version he wanted to make and couldn't like and and that's where he had to fund it himself or if it was that it was cut i can't remember
1: so there's definitely two versions there's twixt which i believe is what i watched. that is the one i watched and then there is uh, Betwixt Now and Sunrise, which is ah. which is the new cut, I okay. guess. And that there apparently isn't too much extra. Hmm. I just think maybe it's it's composed in a way that he's happier about. Okay. Um apparently it's a lot to do with the death of his own child. Okay. Um so it's about like child loss and feeling um like you can't do anything about it just this like ineptitude this um but like it's really so i think something that might have thrown a lot of people off is the way it looks Mm -hmm. i don't want to say that it looks bad but it definitely looks weird
0: it's a very strange palette definitely yes
1: and i think in 2011 If I had seen this, I would have been like, I don't like the way this looks. This looks bad. Yeah. But now, because things look so different and often look very muddy. And look very similar
0: to themselves mm -hmm. that anything that looks different is kind of exciting now, I think.
1: So now it's kind of like, oh, this is doing something. This looks this way for a reason. It's not just budget or, like, ability. He made choices. And I think... I think just the the of it, like even mm-hmm. if it's not the great, the greatest, the fact that it was deliberate and he made choices yeah. was like exciting. I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's valid because I, I think he's he's somebody who doesn't have to make movies. He's very rich. Mm-hmm. He owns vineyards. He has Oscars. There's that's a good point. He doesn't need to prove anything. So I think when he decides to make films, uh And there's even a part of it that, like, not to say he's out of touch, but he is of a different era and age that he's not going to – I don't think he's, you know, going to win another Oscar in his lifetime. I don't think he's going to make that movie that hits with the general public. Like, he's not – like, the way Scorsese kept up regularly, Mm -hmm. I don't think Coppola did, but yet he every now and then says, I have a story I want to tell. I want to make a movie. And good for him to be able to do it on his own terms and put out what he wants to. There's something very admirable about that, even if it's not necessarily going to connect the way we'd expect it to. Like it's yeah. that it's there
1: is, is kind of, you know, good for him. And you you have seen it.
0: I did. I barely remember anything about it. I know yeah. I watched it. I remember watching it in my old apartment. So but like my yeah. old apartment when I first moved in. So we're going back a long ways.
1: Yeah, I if, if anybody's been interested to check it out, I hmm. I recommend it. Because I really do think it, it might play different in 2024 than it did when it was released. Very
0: interesting. Hmm. Um, let's see, I have a movie that would p- play differently. Uh, I watched, this was on Tubi. A, a, like, I'm kind of, I think I've seen every killer doll movie ever made. So if I see anything that is vaguely different. I um, found one from 84, I think, called The Power hmm it's a it's american i think um it's a next i think it's mexican like an aztec not it's it's not a killer doll movie I, i want to be very clear on that but it is a amulet that possesses people type movie that has some cool and not necessarily great but kind of interesting you know rubber monster things going on uh this wasn't very good this was kind of an absolute mess you could tell stuff got cut left and right and the narrative does not line up at all but it felt like one of those like oh yeah they don't make them like this anymore for a lot of good reasons but also kind of refreshing to see so if you're looking for some a horror movie that you maybe had not seen uh this one was new to me 1984 is the power
1: so i'm looking it over on the imdb Mm -hmm. would you classify this as like a haunted object movie yes yeah. Yeah. So I have as a haunted object completist, I think I might You'll have, have to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. It's.
0: I think you will find it of interest. It is. You can see what I'm saying. It's not good. Yes. It does no. not line things up correctly. I don't understand. The first 20 minutes of that movie make no sense at all, and it jumps around characters so much that, in a way, that you don't understand why they didn't just pick one character to have this movie be about. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's weird. It does some things I hadn't seen. Has a great ending. So I'll give it a go
1: all right making a note of it now
0: but do not give a go i don't know if you watch this i feel like a lot of people were because it was very on trend on shutter it's a wonderful knife
1: i didn't i didn't enjoy it no it's not good yeah i I, a lot of people did and like that's great i'm super glad but like i didn't connect with it in any way same yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) what else you got Um, I have two that I'm going to lump together because I didn't really like either of them Mm -hmm. and they're both from 2023. Um, One is Hypnotic, which is uh, a Robert Rodriguez movie with Ben Affleck in it.
0: Okay. I believe these words, but the fact
1: that I never heard of it is weird. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really bad. That
0: poster is awful.
1: Um, a detective becomes entangled in a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program, blah, blah. Ew. It's very boring. Um, and then the other one is a movie called Lord of Misrule. Okay. From 2023, and um, Tuppence Middleton is in it.
0: <laughs> I just laugh at that name. I'm sorry. I
1: love her name. Um, uh, when the daughter of the town's new priest goes missing during the harvest festival, I mean come on it's like this all is, of this, this sounds yours to fumble yeah yeah <laughs> I'm into it I'm into it where does it go wrong it just didn't it nothing connected and it didn't mm. work there was yeah. it didn't really do anything I'm similar to village of the damned or yeah. whatever I think it's called if you have this great setup and then you're like I'm not gonna do anything with this yeah that's a, shame. a bummer but I wanted to love it yeah
0: and I'm looking at that poster. It's very midsummer, it's very yeah. folk horror, and like I would watch this if I didn't know anything about it. Like, oh my god, the trailer is playing, and there's like a festival, a fall festival, and people are in costumes and wicker man masks. And yeah. you're telling me no, so.
1: Whew. I just, it, I mean, maybe for you, but like the thing when when I see that being promised, I'm expecting something, yeah. and then I didn't, I didn't get any of it, and it it was a little I get bit it. of a I bummer. Get it.
0: So I'll cheer us up. A movie that I saw the title, and I saw a sprinkling of people saying things about it, and it it tells you some things you're gonna get, and then it gives you so much more. Christine, Mm -hmm. you have Criterion right now, correct? I do, I do. And have you yet watched The Cat?
1: No, I haven't. But I've I've scrolled by it a couple of times. To
0: watch The Cat. This is the the Cat. Is an alien, I think. Uh, the cat is sometimes a puppet and sometimes a cat, and can do. There is a about a ten minute scene where there's a doggy and he's a, a big mastiff and he's a good doggy, but he's like his job is to attack this cat that he thinks is bad, and it is this epic junkyard battle between the cat and dog. Uh, there is stop motion involved. I have paused and screenshot, <laughs> and it is magical this movie is bonkers. There is, you know, it's kind of thing where like people fly, there's lasers, there's stuff going on. Um, it is everything. It is so zany. It's the guy who did Ricky O, the story of Ricky, (laughs) which if you've seen that, you know, like, yeah, imagine that, but with a cat. So yeah. All right. Uh Uh-huh.
1: All I need to hear. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you see Night Swim? Probably not.
0: No, I did not. I heard you said it was, no, I think we talked about it. You said it was not good at all.
1: Okay, I'll skip over it
0: Okay, it's disappointing to hear Because, I mean, Killer Pool, why not?
1: I know, it, it was confusing okay. I, Like, I don't know, man Why do movies do this? Do movies Who do am this? I to say this? Who am I to say this? But if you have a Killer Pool movie, I shouldn't be confused No, what more do you need? <laughs> it's a Killer Pool movie Yeah um, So that, that was a bit of a bummer <sighs> um, Did I talk about Suitable Flesh then? I don't remember if you did all okay. right. Well, I saw I finally watched Suitable Flesh, which is Heather Graham directed by Joe Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super excited for it. Oh. I I actually kind of really want you to see it so we Okay. Can talk about it. I liked it, but something about it didn't work for me and I mm. need someone to tell me what <laughs> Okay.
0: I know so uh, NOTLP just talked about it on their show. And one thing, because I remember when I saw, I, I didn't even realize it was Joe Lynch, who I, who I like and who I think used to work at the video yeah, yeah. store I'd go to as a kid. Um, but the one thing that turned me off was when, I guess, there's a little bit of a Cthulhuism in there. <laughs> and I just don't care about Cthulhu. Like, Cthulhu and Lovecraft is never going to make me watch something. And when it comes up in movies, it is never going to make me more interested in the movie because I just don't, not my thing. Um so that made me a little bit less of like, oh, I'll watch it today to like, oh, maybe I'll watch it, but okay. I'll, I'll for you, I'll watch it.
1: Yeah. I will say though, it's, with that being said, there are some like pretty good Stuart Gordon vibes.
0: Okay. I'll take that. Like
1: there are things in it in ways that mm. it, things are framed and okay. filmed and presented that I'm like, oh, this feels like, this feels like Gordon, but like, it wasn't enough for me And I want somebody to tell me why Okay, okay, I'll, I'll get to it
0: I, I will get to it before the next time we, we, we meet
1: And I'll watch the cat before. Yes the you night. will,
0: yes, <laughs> yes If I've done one thing right today <laughs> Okay, another horror-ish Movie I watched on Criterion That also maybe involves Outer space maybe uh, Wolf's Hole
1: Ooh,
0: wolf, what's that? Wolf is in Wolf hole for some reason when i say that out loud i worry it doesn't sound like those words uh do you know anything about this movie it is a no, czechoslovakian movie from i think the late 80s female director female writer director this is you should just watch it is probably okay. the best thing i could say but it is very odd uh i guess the director is fairly well known it is um Like, going into it, I, I, at first I assumed, oh, it's a, like, sort of Lord of the Flies-ish, a bunch of kids are up skiing, like, they've all been recruited, they don't know why, but they're, like, a bunch of teenagers together at a ski lodge, being led by these very unusual teachers, and then things start happening, and I assumed it was either a slasher or, like, some kind of commentary on slasher, because the way Mm -hmm. it's described, even in Criterion, is very, like, Oh, that it's in exploring the American movie, and I'm like, I don't. Okay, whatever this means, and I still don't fully understand. Like, it's definitely one that I have to go back to, but I really dug it. <laughs> I don't politi- I think there's also things politically happening that I don't necessarily get because I, you know, am not familiar with what this director may have been kind of talking about in the mm. era. But it's very interesting. It is. Um, It is not a horror movie I do want to say that Because I think other people May go into it thinking that And that's not what you're getting But it is definitely something That is playing off of Sort of those tropes As
1: a movie Mm, That's interesting
0: And it has I loved the ending so much And I thought it was very I would I never saw it going where it went um, And ultimately had a lot to say in a way that was very unusual So it's a, it's a big recommend But it's hard to really talk about Because it's A, very weird B, I don't know how much I got And C, I would not want to make you think anything watching it Because I think it's best experience fairly fresh
1: Ooh, interesting, alright, yeah. alright Yeah I have a, a Critter on watch Yes um, Baby's first Fritz Lang Oh um, I know That's <gasps> it. Wow I w- I watched Ministry of Fear, which I have still not watched. It's on my Kia It was really great. Nice. It was very like I don't know. It was really weird. It I I guess hello. I'm I'm showing up very late to this. But
0: it <laughs> but How exciting <laughs> that you get to discover all of that. I only watched M for the first time last year and I could not get over how good it was.
1: I know. This was this was just really great. Um, yeah. Any of my expectations that I had of watching a movie from this time period, which yep. I will say is mostly um, molded by the fact that I've seen a lot of Hitchcock mm. from this time period it was it blew my expectations out of the water. it was it was a lot of fun. Oh wonderful. yeah.
0: Um, oh, here's a criterion I know that you've watched uh, not a, not like made for criterion, but it's on that channel and both Brandon and I had never seen it I think you're a, a fan of this one. The Grifters. <gasps> yes.
1: Yeah. I love The Grifters. It's,
0: it's great. It's so good. It's, it's so phenomenal. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I think that was something I didn't know that I'd be getting, but it is very funny.
1: Oh, you uh, did a lot of Annette Bening. I,
0: without realizing I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think after I watched, because Grifters was like, so we have a trial membership to Criterion. So I've, I me, whenever I get anything for free, I'm like milking it until I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the one that I think both of us wanted to watch. Uh, so I just made a point. I think it might have been going off uh, Criterion, so I was excited to do it, and it's it's very good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're all great. I mean, she's
1: fabulous in it. Um, Angelica Houston's great. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's great. Everybody looks good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like like hot and and, and on the move yeah. and like yeah. It's and it's really a good story yep. and well acted. I I think it's great. Yeah. And it
0: I what it the way it uh kind of like some of it's more like risque themes or some of it's Mm -hmm. more like you know oedipal stuff i guess like the way it does that is all brilliant i think like because some of it it says some of it it doesn't and it's it's there and it's really good stuff
1: yeah i'm glad you liked it
0: yeah yeah do you have more i have a few more criterion
1: I don't think i have any more cry was this on Criteron? so this is um oh boy i'm really showing my ass today um baby's first ken russell no that can't be you, true that
0: can't be true for you
1: no, i've you, seen but, tommy you've seen tommy yes that was that was
0: baby's first ken russell i saw tommy when i was like 10 that was definitely yeah, my I
1: intro saw tommy when i was really young um and i've seen parts of other stuff but let's just say this is the first Ken Russell that I've sat down as an adult, I know, I'm so sorry, I know Devils exists, I really do, Um, (laughs) and that I chose to watch, of all things, gothic. Um, I have
0: no problem with that, it's, I was just talking about gothic, because I also watched a Ken Russell movie on Criterion, (gasps) not gothic.
1: But what did you watch?
0: I watched The Boyfriend.
1: Ah, I really... I'm really behind on life. Um, no, no, you
0: are not. Here's what I love is how different those two movies are and how different those movies are from The Devils.
1: Yeah, so I didn't know what to expect with Gothic. I mean, I get what it is. It's like a Mary Shelley thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew what going in. it That is that is that it is a very strange movie. I think I liked it. But that being said, I know kind of I've read more about Ken Russell movies than I've ever mm, seen them. I fair. know kind of what he does. I know his vibe. I know his influences. I know what what he was doing. Having now having seen that with that this with that knowledge, it makes me excited to watch other stuff because mm-hmm. I just don't think I think this didn't work for me. And it's not wasn't him. It was this story specifically. Mm. This didn't work.
0: I watched Gothic probably about 15 years ago from one of those Mill Creek discs.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: I guess for a while it just didn't, it was up in the air and Mm -hmm. ending up there. So I watched a really muddy print of it and I liked it, but this was, again, a long time ago, so I don't remember much of it. Um... But yeah, that's that's fascinating that, that 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 would be your first one.
1: I I so if you don't know, uh, Gabriel Byrne's in it, and so is um, Julian, Julian Sands. Sands. Yeah. So that that to me is enough. Young Gabriel Burns mm, and, and young Natasha the, Richardson. That's true. I almost forgot that. And then like the cover is very evocative, you know, like a like a demon sitting on top of a, a lady, all mm-hmm. you know sprawled out, and the fact that it's like Mary Shelley and. Um, Lord Byron related mm-hmm. is is going to be a hook for me too, but I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have gone in with first with something that I had strong like um, attachment to, like a Mary Shelley Lord Byron mm-hmm. thing. And I should maybe I should have watched Lair of the White Worm first.
0: Yeah, Lair. Of the, I like Lair of the White Worm. It's, again, it's been a while, but I remember enjoying that one. It's very again. Yeah. It's actually Lair of the White Worm might be a little tonally similar to Gothic in some ways, where it's very like kind of big and gross but also kind of funny and I won't say not taking things seriously but sort of very like if memory serves it feels very british
1: huh. um, yeah the trailer for it made so i didn't know what that movie was about until i watched the trailer maybe on criterion and i was like wait this is what this movie is yeah <laughs> i had no idea cuz based on the cover you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily guess right right that it's yeah, very he, sexy and sleek. I didn't think it was going to be British, too. <laughs>
0: uh, he he makes a lot of very different The Boyfriend is completely different from all of
1: those. Um, yeah. I was just looking at the cover to that. Yeah, it's a musical. This um, so
0: Abby recommended this one, and I decided to give it a go. It is a, like, it's, not, it's I guess it's late 70s, I think. Yeah. Um, and it is set in the twenties, and it's just a theater putting on a musical. And Twiggy is the stage manager, and the lead gets sick, so Twiggy has to go on for her. And it's just like madcap farce musical, Tommy Toon dances like crazy. Um, Twiggy is great in it; she's so adorable and lovable, and you can like like you could see where like he kind of wanted to build a movie around her, and she's it's great um it's a bit long it's it's like over two hours and i had to yeah. like, watch it in three sittings i think uh but there's some great dancing like it's it's not life-changing but it's it's kind of cute like I, I had a really good time with it
1: oh that's good yeah man that criterion channel yeah uh, i got it's... three more from there oh do it all
0: right uh lynch oz which is a documentary just a bunch of different mm-hmm. filmmakers talking about david lynch and uh His and Wizard of Oz together Which for me is like oh this is a good combo Enjoyable Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing life shattering but Enjoyable to hear like John Waters And Karin Kusama talk about These things
1: yeah I've Uh, I've been wanting to check it out but
0: You you enjoy it it. definitely give it a go One that I was Like kind of a this is a movie that I don't know that I ever heard of this movie Until Yellow Jackets and then apparently like Everybody was one of those things where it was Very like oh yeah of course I should have heard of this movie So was the
1: Watermelon Woman Yes, I know, I have not seen it, but I do know of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's on Criterion. It is, you know, a scrappy movie. It is very low budget. It's clearly like, you know, a, a young director with a lot to say and not much money to, to say it. But it's a wonderful portrait of an era um, of lesbians in this era, which I mm-hmm. definitely weren't seeing anywhere. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then the last one on Criterion I watched, I am so curious if you've seen this, and if not, I would love for you to watch it, because I'm really curious what you would think of it. Um, I think it's 87 also, somewhere around there. Laura Dern, Treat Williams, Smooth Talk.
1: No, I have not. Do you know anything about this? I no of it, um, mostly because of Laura Dern, but i don't know i've never watched it so clearly it never it never got me Would 85 85 somewhere around there yeah yeah it's,
0: she's young she i think she's like 19 when she made it and she's playing much younger she's playing 15 um it is based on joyce carol Oates. where are you going where have you been
1: mm-hmm. which have you read that it feels like a short story no. you would have read <laughs> um not in a long time but but yes okay um
0: and it is I don't know. I, I thought this was very good. It's a female director. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, a a teenager in in the South who, you know, wants to go to the mall and flirt with boys but also is, like, really doesn't understand what that means and also doesn't understand her mom and her mom doesn't understand her. And there's this mysterious figure in town who seems to be following her. Um, it's It's very... I don't know you you should just watch it i would really recommend you give this a go
1: yeah so the tri on imdb the little trailer started to autoplay at the uh-huh. top and i let it go because i just want you know get a vibe yeah. of what it looks like it looks phenomenal it's
0: really good
1: and um, she's so cute i just love yeah. laura Dern.
0: it i was reading like some of the original like reviews of it and roger ebert who, who really liked it made a really great point about it which is laura Dern in, in this movie At there is you know within the same scene she could look like she is 12 and she could look like she is 25 Mm -hmm. And how much that is this character and how much that is like any woman of that or girl of that or young woman of that age Mm -hmm. And how that plays in the world and how um I think this movie very much is you know we you and I are both obviously women who like to seek out movies from female directors Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we say it makes a difference it makes a difference when a woman is telling a woman's story and this very much feels very tapped into something Ooh, Um, exciting yeah I'd be excited for you to watch it yeah okay add it to the list all right so I just have some musicals left what else do you have
1: let's see well let's talk about something fun so there is a movie from 2001 that i had never heard of um it's called the forsaken Forsaken. It, it's um oh boy i'm so terrible at this jonathan shea shek uh yes Sheck. The,
0: we like him
1: we love him and he's in everything <laughs> he
0: is, he is, he is a, an honorary member of the feminine
1: critique he truly is he's in this
0: okay and he's he's in suitable <gasps> class too. Christine, do you know what? who is in this movie?
1: who Simon Rex?
0: more importantly, you probably would
1: not have recognized the name. oh, tell me who? uh
0: the the actor's name is Brendan Far Fair. Brendan uh-huh. Fair was in a little movie called uh now no it depends on how you write it because remember it had this movie had 17 different titles he was in a christmas kiss
1: oh was he really uh-huh you know he's got a lot more movies uh-huh. highlighted in my in he's, my he's box the guy my that mind. i like to
0: call dry clean only uh chris what's his name <laughs> captain america yeah <laughs> right Does, he looks like
1: captain america but like
0: like a sort of Oh no, we made too many photocopies of him,
1: type thing. And for those of you who don't remember which one a Christmas kiss was, because I remember and didn't have to look it up at all, wow. that's the one with Elizabeth Rom. I mm-hmm. didn't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea which because it was actually was. a ninety-minute
0: commercial for K Jewelers. So you're, it's one. forgiven if you if you mix that up.
1: Yeah, so this is from this is from two thousand one. So he's an itty bitty baby in it. Aww, and forsaken. Keir Smith is in it, and mm-hmm. Simon Rex is in it. It's actually like a vampire movie. It has big, near-dark energy. I won't say that this movie is great. It's not. Okay. But if you, if you like two th- movies from the er- early 2000s that have the energy that this cover is giving, this floating heads, hazy yes, blue yes. energy, then you have to watch this movie
0: understood all right I'm, I'm intrigued i saw him looking at the director um he did wicked little things which was one of those like movies to be scared of yeah a six-pack yeah. and i remember that one being okay so interesting
1: I, so, it's it's not great but i i like those weird older like you know they were hit they were hit, going for our demographic mm-hmm. but i guess oh, yeah. i missed them when they came out I'm fascinated. In, <laughs> and like, somehow
0: they're, they're like really fun today, even though I would not have liked it back in that era.
1: Fully. Yeah. It's almost better that I didn't yeah. see this when I was, when I was like yep. 18. Yep. I'm
0: with you. It's, I can't explain it, but it's a thing that's been happening.
1: Yes. I think that one might've been on Tubi or something. It was super easy to find. Nice. What else you got? You want to do your, um. My musicals. Sorry. And on your, <laughs> surprisingly I don't have any musicals what
0: Christine (laughs) my god did you not have the conversation with your husband that I had with mine which was he came home from work one day and he told me how one of his coworkers was really mad when he said he had never seen the sound of music and I looked at my husband my husband Brannon who (laughs) you have to understand is like knows more about musical theater than I do and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good at musical theater uh and That's i looked not at him to brag but not, i remember I mean, right <laughs> my it's my great. chin was was on the ground because i'm like wait hang on i gotta reattach my jaw so i can talk to you about this i'm like how is it possible that you have never seen the sound of music and he's just like i don't know i've just never seen it like but but you love julie andrews and your like your mother loves musicals and it's on every year and it's every substitute teacher at some point in life shows it to their class like how have you never and he's just like he's like I, are you mad i'm like i'm just upset that i didn't know this like i'm like it just it's this fundamental thing like i don't know it would be as if suddenly he turned to me and said hey by the way you know i don't actually have a driver's license like like that's what it felt like just this very weird like thing i had just always assumed about him was like yeah of course my husband's seen the sound of music no he hasn't and all this is to say like i don't love the sound of music by any means it's too long and the kids are kind of annoying like it's not my favorite musical at all but i was like yeah we have to watch it i don't really want to watch it but yes we have to sit down and watch this movie because it's weird that you have not seen it so (laughs) um and funny enough (laughs) I are this... you gonna say drag race oh no yes because last night that was that was the thing that
1: that what, was weird what like i was private. gonna say
0: was what was really weird was i watched the sound of music the same day that, that i saw zone of interest
1: oh <laughs> which
0: well. just feels like a double feature that was made by somebody
1: that's it, it is quite the pairing Right Like there's
0: some <laughs> thematic tie-ins Because again Like both are not about The action Like it's yeah. Yes So that was just A Li- surreal living bit of a day Living
1: I guess Would be the theme Living yes. amongst it Living yeah. amongst Yes
0: And the choices you make Or don't make Yes
1: indeed. That's interesting Can I ask a follow-up Is that Did he avoid it Or just see pieces of no, it No he just he ne- Never commit to He never, never had things? He
0: never committed to Sitting down and watching it
1: Yeah me too I've yeah. seen Huge chunks of it I know mm-hmm. the story um, I know that I get the references But I've never bothered to sit down And watch it from tip to tail Yeah,
0: and I'm not going to tell you to do that
1: But I did have to tell my <laughs> husband to do that Well, look, I understand it's, <laughs> I was a little surprised he hadn't seen it either Yeah,
0: and similarly He had never seen 1776 And I'm like, Interesting. You're, you're a presidential history person How did you not? So we watched that Which is actually great That as a, um, as a a um as a film musical I think when it came out It was probably not like the coolest movie just because it was the 70s and you have some very much more you have tommy being made like your your idea of a musical yeah. is not that but it as a musical it is actually much more like sexually risque and kind of like much more adult but the like it deals with slavery it has songs that are very haunting about it um mm-hmm. and as much as that is also one that you would think like teachers would show in history class uh it, it holds up and there's some very good stuff to it so
1: yeah, I've definitely never seen that one. Mm. I'll forgive you for that. It's okay. Well, oh, thank you. You know me. Mm. Not not that musically inclined. <laughs> hmm. I have something? I want to hear it. Um I don't know, man. I'll talk <laughs> about the one I liked first. So, it's a movie from 1987 called The The Bedroom Window.
0: The Bedroom Window.
1: And it stars Steve Guttenberg and Elizabeth Ooh. McGovern. Oh. oh, and Isabel Isabel Hooper? Hooper. I don't know how to say it right I say
0: Hooper. I don't um, know if I'm right. I just like saying it that way.
1: So, this, I like, I like Voyeur movies, but I like, I like when it, when I like the more like rear window style of Voyeur movies okay. where like I've seen something type mm-hmm. of stuff. So, the general conceit of this movie is like this lady is having an affair with Steve Gutenberg. And Poor thing. she's so she, she, he's not bad in this movie. <laughs> um so she's in a place that she shouldn't have been ah. when she see when she sees like an attempted like murder mm-hmm. of a woman. so she doesn't want to like come forward because that would implicate her as like, you know, lying to her mm-hmm. husband and having an affair. So Steve Gutenberg says that he saw it. So, okay. and then it just goes from there uh, okay. I, I'm looking
0: do you realize who directed this? Uh, probably Curtis Hansen.
1: Who's Curtis Hanson? Oh, Eight Mile. Uh, I was gonna say The Hand That Rocks Your Cradle and <laughs> no, L.A. No, Confidential,
0: no. but you have your references. I have mine.
1: No, I have actually never seen Eight Eight Mile. Um, for me, it's actually River Wild and L.A. Confidential. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But yes, I did know that it, he had directed L.A. Confidential, so it looks good too. Like sure. it's it's compelling. It looks really nice. It's um, it's you know, it's also a bygone era, right? Like. Yeah. There's just something about this kind of movie. The way that we would be a voyeur in the late '80s is different mm. than how we would be a voyeur now. Kind oh yes. Of. So like it's 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 interesting to see that, and and mm. that's a high recommend from me. It was nice, a fun one. very nice. You got something else? Um,
0: I have two left. So okay. one of them, uh, this I was actually on the projection booth a few weeks ago. And this is a movie I had never heard of. It's I would say it's a musical. It's a comedy. It's a lot of things. It is 1948, I think, or thereabouts. This is a German movie. Two titles, depending on the translation. It is either the original Sin or The Apple Fell. Ooh, This was okay. delightful. Uh, it is very strange. It is um, sort of a, like, Adam and Eve story, but it's done, like... It starts with, it's like as if, you know, a modern businessman who's, uh, ends up checking himself into like a mental facility and then sort of dreams that he is Adam and Eve and so on. But it's very, um, it's a lot of things. It's very funny. It is very German. It is very much a post-war movie. So it's, uh, I guess I didn't know this was a thing, but they call it like rubble cinema.
1: Uh oh,
0: You know, Germany post-World War Two was a, you know, a country that was in shambles. Um, and a lot of the films that came out from that dealt with it or didn't deal with it, but it was always there kind of. So this is definitely a part of that. And it's just a really strange film. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. Uh, and a high recommend. I have no idea where you can find it because it's not, I don't think it's streaming. It's probably not easy to locate, but if you can, it is well worth it.
1: It sounds interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch it and listen to that episode. Yes, it's Scooby. episode 666. Whoa! Yeah, I go. feel
0: very special for that
1: That is very cool and weird <laughs> Yeah, yeah Alright, well I have, this is my last one Or the last one I feel like Talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, It is a movie from 1981 Ooh. It is written and directed By Michael Crichton This it movie is, called... is Westworld No, it's not, <gasps> it's not Westworld a- I said to my husband, I was oh, His name's Zach, I don't know why I said it that way Um <laughs> I said there's a Michael Crichton movie I want to watch from the early 80s and he said oh West Is it about a world in the <laughs> West and I was like no I don't know why everybody went there Because I, I didn't realize he-, he
0: directed anything else I thought he only directed Westworld
1: I know isn't this fun and weird it's yes! a movie
0: called Looker
1: Okay now that stars- you say this I have heard of this movie Albert Finney Wow Um. Okay I loved this movie as much as I didn't like this movie This movie was so convoluted at times, I had to go and read the uh, Wikipedia plot description of it to make sure I didn't miss (laughs) anything. Uh, It's about a... Okay, hold on. Let me set the stage for you. Okay, okay. So Albert Finney is a plastic surgeon. Actually, you know what? I might be obsessed with this movie. So Albert (laughs) Finney is a plastic surgeon, and he he does plastic surgery. As as plastic surgeons do. He's had this like group of young, beautiful women come in with lists of what they want done to their face, but like to the millimeter. Mm. So they want like their cheekbones two millimeters higher and their nose three millimeters. Mm. Sl- okay. And he thinks, he thinks this is very weird. He's like, why do these girls keep coming in with lists? So he makes friends with one of the girls. Her name is Susan Day. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the movie, yes, but it in is. real Yes, life. indeed. Um, so he finds out, essentially, that there's basically like this computer program that is able to generate commercials and content without people, but oh. they use the people as like models mm. for it. Wow. So, Ahead of its time. Yeah, right? So like basically the girls were being told to alter their face so that they would be visually perfect as far as the computers thought uh, that is to say the computers think they're visually perfect and then they can get put into these ads right. being visually perfect without them fascinating actually being in the ads but they start killing the girls because like they want to bury the project or something mm. again slightly convoluted and like looker refu- refers to this gun that shoots like light that can like disorient you and like steal time from you Hmm. it's very strange fascinating (laughs) I this is a very weird movie and I loved it but also like I don't know maybe it it might not have been good
0: (laughs) but I mean clearly it was interesting
1: it was I think you're completely right about like like that's what they were they're trying that was one of the reasons why the actors went on strike um because they wanted to Basically, yeah, protect scan you, their, yeah, yeah, because they were like, well, well, we're gonna scan you and then we can use you in perpetuity forever, yep, and not pay you and not ask your permission. And and, and, and yeah,
0: not... you could be doing a movie uh, for Auschwitz that you did not consent to, you
1: could, yeah, you just show up and things. So yeah. it was really interesting, I think, to see that being explored without the infrastructure that modern media has. Yeah. So, like. How do you visualize that in the 80s? It was very, it was very odd. So it's a, it's a recommend for oddity's sake, but I don't know if you're going to get anything out of it if you
0: want to. Oh, I'd be curious. Where did you find it? Not, Hmm. um, it doesn't look like it's streaming anywhere, but
1: I'm, I think we could, I think you could buy it on voodoo. Okay or Amazon or Google Movies is another one that we will just rent from but huh. it it did exist like I at it. first <laughs> at first I was like oh no is this going to be one of those that like is super out of print and you need to find like a VHS on right. YouTube but no it seemed to be out there
0: okay i will keep my eye out for it well the last movie i have is a rewatch uh okay. but it was one of those you know when like you know, it was for so Christmas Eve. We were actually in a hotel because we were coming back home, but we we didn't want to take a, like a Christmas Eve flight. So instead, we like stayed at the airport hotel that night, got an early flight Christmas Day, and came home. So Christmas Eve, we're at like just in a hotel, nothing to do, uh, near bedtime. But not quite bedtime so I turn the TV on Like just like ah you know it's so tough Because you, it's the old school cable So you don't know what you're watching You can't find the, the guide channel to tell you what's coming on So mm-hmm. you're just winging it You're hoping you land mm-hmm. on something And like you know is it not a dream come true To land up on a step up movie Oh yeah And so
1: Honestly that's best case scenario best we, case, were in best a, case. we were in a lot of hotels Between just like last time to- mm. Like last time Seattle trips And then going down to Palm Springs to like look for a place and, and all we could find to watch was like reruns of friends. Yeah. There was like nothing on yeah. So you yeah. got very lucky. I
0: did. I did. I was gifted. Um, Which and one? This Step up for revolution. Good one. Yep. This is the one that for me is like kind of the least, not the least again, we don't count one as a movie. One is separate. It's you got served and then step up mm-hmm. to the street, step up yep. 3D, step up for revolution and step mm-hmm. up all, all in. Um so four is not the one I would think like of always going back to. For me, it's th- three and five and then two. Three
1: and five. Three and five. Yeah.
0: Yep. But four, I'm gonna say, has the best dance sequences.
1: Yes. So five for me, I'm glad we're talking about this.
0: I can five always for me talk
1: about this. Is the pinnacle.
0: It's everything. It is they collected everything <laughs> from these five movies and said, we're gonna give you all of it. Uh, all of it in 90 minutes and they do it gloriously yes there's not a minute in there. there's like one joke i don't like there's not a minute in that movie that i that does not give me immense joy
1: Mm -hmm. but so five for me perfect yep i we've discussed it and if you've been listening for a million years i have been the the part three dissenter i don't think three is as strong as other people i think four is stronger than three for the exact reason that you just said though the dance sequences. The dance sequences the Because that's best. why I'm there. Mm. Yeah. I'm not there for cuteness. I'm not there for characters. I'm not there for musical, like, things that feel like a musical. And there's, mm. for me, stuff in three, especially the moose stuff, feels like classic music. See and stuff. see I
0: just love Moose so much. Oh, that yeah. that's also part of it is his you know he's he cameos in four. But it's so good because it's like you're winning the entire movie you're like, "Man, it'd be nice if Moose showed up. And, up." and then he shows up. And then he shows up and it's like the way he shows up and like for nobody should know who he is, but he shows up and like like just opens a door and it's him and it's like everybody goes crazy because we all know. And then suddenly he's like he goes <laughs> to the mayor. Like and He's it. like, "Hey mayor, this is what's going to happen, right?" And the mayor's like, "Yeah, Moose."
1: A legend.
0: Yes. One hundred percent.
1: That's so fun. I I love those movies. Yeah. They're they're just perfect. They're so
0: joyous. And four really does. Like the dance and like the finale is the finale goes on for like thirty minutes. It's great. There's like what are they? Skateboarding, they're parkouring, they're like, like running doing, up and
1: down the walls. Oh my like, god, the
0: walls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um but then you also have, like, the protest dance songs, which are really fun. And it's just, it's really, a, the dance sequences in 4 are just beautiful. Like, they really are very, just the dancing itself is high quality, and I love watching
1: that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what a fun way to end a yeah. because, you know.
0: Always.
1: <laughs> I love, love those movies. Good times, good times. Well,
0: with that being said, uh, we will be back at some point. Um, we gotta wait for some things to settle down over in uh christine land Mm
1: -hmm. that's true that's true so if you don't Um, hear from
0: us for a while know that we're still we're we're waiting
1: next time you hear from me um i might sound different because i'll be very warm (laughs) well i'll be in a
0: different apartment basically (laughs) i like the idea that your like voice changes because of weather
1: Yeah well I might actually look everybody let's play a fun game you know how phlegmy and mucousy and how often I have to clear my throat let's see if it's any better next time you listen
0: Ooh okay okay next time I'll have like a little bell and I'll ding it anytime
1: (laughs) So it's not that bad today For the record I have never
0: considered you phlegmy in terms of voice
1: That's so funny Not a word I I would use to describe you I had to mute to cough how kind of you um yeah i I, we'll see we'll see this is all great and happy but i will be delayed in getting back to uh speaking with you and that makes me sad
0: it does yes me as well but i wish you a safe journey cannot wait to hear of all the adventures you have along the way and all the things we will talk about when you get there
1: Yay! and people
0: in the meantime uh if you miss christine you can always buy her books christine
1: you're yep, very good. that's
0: me. You got short Thank stories. You. you got a novel. You got two novels. Got one novel, A
1: novel and a novella. Novel,
0: novella, short stories. So yeah. come on, people, go get it. Uh, sure. Hear the and read the wonderful words of Christine Makepeace. Uh, and we can be found in the meantime, I guess, on Instagram at feminine underscore critique underscore pod. Uh, Facebook Feminine Critique group and I I haven't been on Twitter in a while so maybe we're there Feminine Podcast. Maybe not. Go to the other places and find us.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright so safe journey to everybody and happy Leap Day when it comes up.
1: Oh very exciting.
0: Yes! Come on trap family singers! So I needle pulling thread I know to follow so... tea, I drink with jam and bread. That will bring us back to. Don't so lasso on me, Rachel. Don't Don't So don't look, it's me, the MC. all <laughs> children, hurry up now. Get in line next to the freak. But it's a- we're a sad sort of remnant from an innocent time When the critics would not poo-poo A show filled with melody or mountains to climb Or characters a bit
1: cuckoo
0: Cuckoo, that's you Now Cabaret looks brilliant, but our show less resilient For sentiment coo-coo. is true. So long, farewell, great shows like us have vanished. We're so uncool, we're practically banished. <laughs> <laughs> so long, farewell, new shows are dark and dismal. But we're so sweet, they hand out Pepto-Bismol.
1: <gasps> Veggie! <laughs> so long, Farewell, we're stickier than strudel, than strudel. The critic said we're soggy as a noodle mm-hmm. nah, nah. Oh.
0: <laughs> The cabaret is slightly overrated
1: The times
0: have changed And sound of music's dated Auf Wiedersehen abiento